When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hook em up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Rolling on. Bottom of this hour will be halfway through. We'll be at the turn of our five hours on this Thursday morning. That means we'll get you a little golf preview tour championship tease off today. Top 30 players, Scotty Scheffler, the golfer to beat. The man to beat. 18 million for the winner. A lot of straight cash, homie. And you had the stat earlier, Rod, this week of how much money Scotty Shepard's already made. He's made a ton of money. I'll pull that stat up. It's if he wins this thing. There's going to be his caddy, Scotty Shepard's caddy. If he if they were to win the Tour Championship this weekend in East Lake outside Atlanta, Scotty Shepard's caddy's going to make a lot more oh. money than a lot of golfers on the tour. Here's the stat: Scotty Shepard set a PGA Tour record in 2022 with 14 million in earnings, but Shepard has already crossed 21 million in earnings this year. With several events left, that means his caddy is taking home at least a million to two million dollars, depending on what their negotiated uh, price and rate is. Five to ten percent is between the usual rate for your, uh, yeah. So there you go for his caddy. So that's yeah, right. He's going to make caddy two. is making more than so a lot of tour touring yeah. players. So two at least <laughs> yeah year. at least two million looks well, like right now. Well, he's already cleared the twenty one million, and if he makes the eighteen, he's going to be at forty million bucks for the year. Ooh. That's a lot of cha- that's a lot of bread. So the ca- yeah, the caddies will definitely get it close to two two million, maybe even go upwards of what like four million, depending on how much like You're, he gets, like the, whatever. And he loves his caddies. Oh, is it him and they his caddy work, close? They work well together. Okay, there you go. I know. There are times when Scotty Scheffler wishes his caddy could putt for him because Scotty's putter <laughs> has abandoned him a lot of times here. All right, Brett Yormark's comments coming up. Our thoughts and Rod's. Uh, he's just uh, doing the. The Ric Flair thing, marketing the brand. That's pretty much uh, all it is. Stoking the flames, mm-hmm. uh, safe to say. Also, uh, we'll get behind the burn orange curtain, talk some Texas football coming up. Uh, question is out there on Steve Sarkeesian, who says that Tupac is his favorite musical artist, which has got Rod feeling pretty good about oh. his coach. That's my coach. I think a lot of Lowen fans are excited that he dropped that Tupac out there. That's interesting. Uh, so didn't know that. Who, who Rod wants to know who you think is uh, Sark's favorite Tupac song. Mm-hmm. Favorite Tupac me. song. I'm saying hit him up, but I could be wrong about that. Before Maybe. we get to the headlines, though, Rod, can I play this for you? Just because Give we were in me. bullish or BS, we ran out of time. Earlier, well, I guess it was last week, Steph Curry declared he was the greatest point guard ever, right? He was on a podcast or an mm-hmm. interview of some kind, and he said, yeah, I'm, I'm the best point guard there's ever been. Obviously, Magic Johnson would have an argument. So according to this sound, Stephen A. Smith was doing his show on ESPN <laughs> where he, and he'll explain it, he got a text message from someone who wanted to weigh in and settle the debate. Here is Stephen A. Smith uh, this week on ESPN. I have to read you a text that I received this morning at 5.54 a.m. Good morning, sir. Although greatest of anything is always a debate, I beg to differ on greatest point guard of all time with what you said. Magic Johnson is easily the best point guard of all time. Steph Curry is very close, but not in front of Magic. 
you must define point guard to really have a serious debate. Steph Curry is by far the best shooter of all time. Yes, his movement has created many shots for his teammates. He's a career 43% three-point shooter. But Magic Johnson invented the triple-double. Not true invented, but makes it more noticeable in terms of the impact on the game. It's a point guard stat, to be honest. Magic was the best. We can go on, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you get the point. By the way, Magic has five NBA championships. Wow. That quote this morning at 545 was from Mr. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Wow. How about that? (laughs) There you go. There you go. MJ hitting up Stephen A and name dropping a little bit for Stephen A. But that's pretty good. That's what he says. He says magic by a while. That can't be a cap. He's not going to say that on TV because MJ could easily refute it. So take that. Take that as gospel. That the goat. So is that that, uh, debate settled? If there was one? He makes a good point about is Steph Curry, you know, a traditional point guard in terms of distributing the basketball. If you're looking at it from that definition, then maybe you would side more with Magic. But um, hey, man, a lot of uh, you can throw out a lot of good points that would argue Steph's case about his impact overall on the game and how he has really transformed the game. All right, at, with his play yeah, and his change, style change of play. Yeah, change the way it's played. The, style, yeah, the whole he, game's changed exactly. with Steph's ability to shoot the basketball. Yeah, this, yeah overall impact. Without a doubt. But it's a good way. It is and, a good way. That's MJ weighing and in. Honestly, so. I think it could be – it's it's a it's a Tupac or a Biggie thing. Listen, I, if you're a Biggie guy over Tupac, it's fine. It's a preference. All right, you like Biggie. I like Pac. I figure just like the Magic uh, Steph debate about those two guys, it's more of a preference now. They're both amazing. Well, and the Magic – prefer, You prefer Steph or you prefer Magic? What does Steph have? What does Steph have? Four championships? Yes. Yeah. And yes. He, Steph averages throughout his career 6.5 assists a game. But Magic, yeah, yeah, Magic is uh, among the That's why people got mad at me when I talked about, uh, uh, gosh, the, the big kid with Denver. Oh, Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic this yeah. year. Because to me, he, he's like a big man who passes like Magic Johnson. I mean, I've it, heard your comparison. It's so like, bad. It's like, I've never, because Magic was a big guy that changed the game because of his, his vision mm-hmm. and his ability to create, uh, you know, assists and showtime. Steph changed, they both changed the game. That's that's but and I would also say for Michael Jordan not to dispute the goat but you know Michael Jordan Magic Johnson was a contemporary of his Michael Jordan grew up watching Magic Johnson as he was learning basketball yeah so there's a there's a Some relationship and then he played yeah. against him of yes. course and so there's there's more of that but again it's a good debate there you go there's Stephen A Smith let's get to the headlines <laughs> then we're diving into Brett Yormark and his comments and what they mean and uh, should Longhorn fans be concerned. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bringing you the news. Yeah, we'll start with uh, big developments, though, on the conference realignment front. Keep an eye on the ACC. Apparently now back at the table discussing a strong possibility, according to some, uh, of that conference adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU to make it an 18-school conference if you include Notre Dame. Small group of ACC presidents met yesterday to discuss the financial models that would come with the additions. More meetings expected this week. Just one vote is needed from either North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, or Florida State to get the new th- the three schools in. Uh, those have been the four holdouts. They only need one of those. Major League Baseball, Rangers didn't play last night, but managed to hang on to their slim lead atop the AL West. That's because the Astros lost in extra frames to the both Sox 7-5, and the Mariners lost in extra frames to the White Sox 5-4. So with Texas opening up a four-game series in Minnesota tonight, they lead the Astros by a game, Seattle by a game and a half in the AL West. That thing is going to the wire. Also, in Major League Baseball, uh, Yankees got a three-homer night from Aaron Judge to help break their nine-game losing skid. Terrible news in Los Angeles for Angels two-way star Shohei Otani. He was the starting pitcher yesterday against Cincinnati, left the game early in his start with arm fatigue. Hours later, 
General Manager Perry Manazian confirmed that the right-hander has a tear in his UCL, his ulnar collateral ligament. He will not pitch again this season. We'll find out in a while if his surgery is going to be required. Seemingly uh, cursed club also lost Mike Trout yesterday back to the injured list one day after he returned to the team from a seven-week absence with a wrist injury. Break up the uh, Round Rock Express out of Dell Diamond history there last night. They beat Salt Lake 9-1. to They've won 14 straight games. It's their longest win streak as a franchise in their 23-year history. And in soccer, the incredible Lionel Messi did it again. He and his mates enter Miami, went into FC Cincinnati, and edged the host 5-4 to in a dramatic penalty shootout to advance to the finals of the U.S. Open Cup. They continue to be undefeated with Messi in the lineup. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Top Guns join forces with the legendary Austin Outdoor Power to give you the best lines of outdoor power equipment and fastest repair turnaround times in town. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. I told you I got a chance to watch the end of that Inter-Miami match uh, because Paramount Plus randomly has, I don't know, some type of package. But they had a basically what was a messy cam. They called it a star cam, but it just followed Messi around the entire match. <laughs> so I watched that for a little while, but ended up actually watching the end of that match that ended in penalty kicks. And it was thrilling. I mean, it was great. It was, it was dramatic. The two assists for headers for his teammate were just, gosh, oh, Leonardo Campana. I mean, he, he just dropped him over top of people, and it, it, the guy just, like, right on top of his head. Um, he didn't accuracy, score the goal, yeah. <laughs> but he was the reason the goal was yeah. scored because the accuracy from distance – to create those scoring opportunities. I mean, it's a taller player, but, man, it's, it's like a quarterback throwing it to a tall receiver. Yeah. I mean, he just popped it up over folks, and uh, uh, we see why Messi is yeah. considered the greatest of all time. You don't and, have to be a, a fan of soccer to appreciate Messi. Even if you don't know nothing about it, that's why they had the star cam. You can still just appreciate greatness overall, uh, and that's what you're watching with Messi. And just how much better he is than everybody oh, in this league. Man. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a man amongst boys out there. It is. Okay, uh, Rod, Brett Yormark, the conversation. Let's yes. play the sound again. Let's get into it. This is what got people fired up. Brett Yormark, who is the commissioner of the Big 12 Conference, of course, was at a uh, was some, some type of opening the season opening rally out at Texas Tech out in Lubbock. He was the invited guest. And uh, so you got a rowdy bunch of Texas Tech fans. And here's mm-hmm. Brett Yormark, you know, providing some red meat to the crowd and the Red Raiders and uh, stoking the fire. In addition, candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us and I think all of you. Okay. And coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you. But I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving, okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. Yeah, take care of business. <laughs> and Joey McGuire, of course, last year in Lubbock, Texas won or Texas Tech won in overtime. And Joey McGuire, you know, with the comments about, uh, yeah, you know, we we told our team if you keep hitting Texas, they're gonna they're gonna give in, they'll give up. Didn't uh, your uh, your simulcast mate uh, Mike Craven said that those comments weren't supposed to be like he didn't know they were, that camera was in there filming. Oh yeah, he thought he was just talking to his team. Oh yeah, they got and they, out. Had, and they had the camera in after he was like, all right, just put it out there. Well, and know. that's to your he point. Could've, he could have vetoed that. And he chose not to. Yeah, it's out. Yeah. Uh, and everything runs through Lubbock, and that got Texas. I mean, not only, in addition to losing to Texas Tech, because remember the last. And here's the thing for your mark: the last time Texas Tech played here, Texas hung seventy on Texas Tech. Uh, it was a seventy 
point performance for the Longhorns. Oh, yeah. Was this? Remember, the, her quarterback got hurt and Texas ran it up. Was this the game early on in the season? Right? It was like right after the non-con. Was it what, the first conference well, game? The last time the, the Texas Tech came. It was. They didn't punt. And that was in Matt Wells Texas, last year. Does, was that Texas was, didn't punt in that game? No. That was Matt Wells' final yeah. year. But the last time they played at DKR was a 70-burger. Yeah, and Texas didn't punt in that game, if I'm not mistaken. They yeah. had two back-to-back games where they didn't punt. And I believe one was Rice, and I believe the other one was Tech. And the, the quarterback was Tyler Shuck, and he got picked sixth early. Yeah. And then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And Texas ran it up on him. All right, so, so sorry. There you that's go. That's on there. Seventies. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. I think I think Brett Yarmore, guys. He, this is not going to happen. But I think he would like to kind of um, start a rivalry between Texas Tech and Texas. That's not going to happen, of course. Um, but the motivation for Brett Yarmark is pretty simple. And remember, he's a, like I said, he's an alien. He's not a dinosaur. He's not from this world of college athletics. He's from a different world. Rock Nation, marketing, promotion. He's from that world. And I just think this is his, his marketing mind uh, on display. He just made, with that little line he threw out there, joke or no joke, he just made that Texas-Texas Tech game must-watch television at the end of the season. Whether Tech is good or not, Tech can be good. If they're good, it's, it's even better. But if Tech's not good, everybody's still going to tune into that game to see how the trash talk plays out, how the smack talk plays out, he, he how the petty plays out. Game. He, he made did. it an appointment game. And that's that's his job, guys. He's just promoting well, This is like boxers. This is like when Dana White promotes a fight. This is like when Don King used to promote a fight. He's just promoting this fight. And now we all are way more interested now in this matchup than we previously were. And the matchup I keep giving out, at least the example I keep giving out, is the women's college basketball game, guys. I've been working in sports radio for a long time. E, you've been working in sports radio longer than me. When was the last time we saw a women's college basketball game captivate the sports nation? Well, th- that was it, right? That was and it. We've seen UConn yeah. dominate the sport. And by the way, UConn will be playing at the Moon Center this year. But nobody cared. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. The reason we cared about what LSU and Angel Reese were doing and Caitlin Clark and our and Haley Van Life. Was because these ladies, they came out of their shell and they started talking trash. They started smack talking the John Cena, sorry, well, Tony had, Gayo, you can't see me. Gestures. Well, and then you had the the very likable Iowa team with the game's best player, the superstar. Yep. Of course, you after, had Mulkey. You had Kim Mulkey. I mean, you had you had characters. You had characters. You had villains who were creating conflict and conflict that creates storylines. And that's all Brett Yarmark is doing, guys. He's creating a beautiful storyline. He's taking what what was said last year in Lubbock and building on it. Exactly. Guys, that women's college basketball game, these numbers, I keep giving them to you because they're astounding. They got 9.9 million viewers for that game. More than the Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl, and Cotton Bowls. Big 12, Pac 12, ACC title games. Notre Dame, USC, LSU, Bama, college football. Ohio State, Penn State, Bama, Texas A&M, primetime on CBS. That women's college basketball game exceeded every game of last year's NBA playoffs except for the finals, every game of the Major League Baseball postseason except for the World Series, every NASCAR race since 2017, all because these ladies were talking trash. You don't think Brett Yarbrough studying that going, guys, let's talk a little bit more trash, man. Yeah. Well, you got <laughs> Dion in your conference too yes, now. Yes, thank you. Well, Come on, And, and look, man. that's Brett Yarmark's job now. And again, yeah. but I, I, I hesitate that you said Don King because the this is where Texas fans are now, right? And and you should expect some – you're not going to get uh, a red carpet ride out of here. Nope. But what was what was boxing, right? Don King was a great promoter. But at the same time, what killed boxing was, A, they became pay-per-view, but fans thought the fights were rigged. They mm-hmm. thought the fights were rigged a lot of times, that you're just doing this to get three fights out of it. That bad. wasn't a real mm-hmm. fight. And that's what Texas fans are worried about, man. If you're, I get you're promoting – 
but let's just make sure the playing field is as level as possible. Sark has to go in knowing that it's probably not going to be, and they're going to have to fight some uphill battles because uh, no one's going to do in Texas any favors in this conference. Uh, can we play the uh, the Christo Conti sound? Because I yeah. thought this is this is perfect for this part of the this conversation. This is before. Yeah, Brett, you're on yeah yesterday, uh, OrangeBloods.com's uh, Anwar Richardson ran, uh, caught up with Chris Del Conte. And here was Chris Del Conte before even this was said by Brett Yormark. Uh, big t- Texas knows what to expect and what they're walking into in 2023 into 24. We know we have to embrace the hate this year. Everyone in the Big 12 is mad at us. They think we broke up the Big 12. They think we broke up the Pac-12 because we left. We left for what's right for the University of Texas. And this is, that was my job. That's our job as leadership is to protect the brand and put ourselves in the best position to be successful. So we know we have the t-shirts we gave all of our staff and kids embrace the hate. That's our mantra this year. At the same time, it's the farewell tour. And our goal is we have, we won 12 big 12 championships last year, the year before we won 13. Our goal is to win all 20. That is our goal. And for us to compete for championships. So I will tell you, that's my goal for Steve. And that's our expectations. Well said CDC, when your new seven year contract, get all 20. <laughs> Went on the way out. Get all 20. And as he said, you know, they think we broke it up, but we're doing what's best for us. But Brett Yormark's doing what's best for he and his conference right now. Ding, ding, ding. And that's that's the deal. And uh, But, you know, as we know, referees are human beings. Human beings can be influenced by, you know, you know the situation. Uh, Texas, you know, all you want is an even call, an even opportunity to win the football game. But, uh, I, look, I think you, you just said it perfectly with the statistics about the women's basketball. The women's basketball had villains. Mm. You know, they, all of a sudden, these women were, were talking trash, and people don't like that. And they like you know, this, 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 little, yep. this little Iowa team that could became the, 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 the fan favorite. And, and old LSU with all the transfers and Kim Mulkey, they became the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that the first lady after the game decided she wanted to invite both teams to, yes. the, to the White House. And that became a controversy, too. Huge remember? controversy. Exactly. You can't, come on, guys. You can't write this stuff. It's too good. So, well, and now for for Brett Yormark, to, let me say this on your your point where he came from. He came from Rock Nation, where you're developing young talent. So, what are you going to do to get people interested in this album or this tour? This is my job. My job is to market these young artists, these young performers, and get people to pay attention to them. That's what I do, and that's what he did when he was at NASCAR. That's what he did when he was with the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA. You you're trying to create eyeballs, and mm-hmm. you have said it perfectly this morning, Rod. Cut through the clutter of amateurism. Cut through the clutter of what college football used to be. It's it's entertainment exactly. uh, and it's dollars. Mm-hmm. It's, it's why why would the ACC consider SMU into their conference? Dollars. They're trying to spread their footprint to create dollars and revenue uh, increases from ESPN. Uh, and why would Brett Yarmark do this? Because guess what? He, he he understands how to market things. He understands that last uh, September Joe McGuire ran his mouth he and did. talked about Texas. He understands that now Texas is leaving. Okay, I can I can stoke this thing. And now that game in November on Black Friday, which certainly everybody here was going to watch anyhow and be a part of, now the nation cares more because you know all week long on ESPN and the package, because they're airing the game, will be, oh, look at this trash talk. Oh, oh look at this trash oh. talk. Oh, it's the final meeting. Don't let them be good. Don't let Texas Tech actually be a good team. And we're playing for maybe Ooh, a trip to Arlington. Like be ranked? Oh, man. And then Texas Tech has a chance to derail Texas's <laughs> run. And they hung 70 on him last that's, time that's, they were in That's Austin. what he's gambling on. He's gambling on what if Tech actually is good and that game becomes a marquee national game. Yeah. And the then, marquee national Exactly. Guess who he's competing against that day? The NFL is putting games on Black Friday this year. The NFL is putting games. He knows this. He knows this. He knows this. He knows all this. <laughs> so, and don't think he you – know, was he joking yesterday? No, but I think that was pretty calculated that, that he did that. 
I agree. I, I think he's a smart guy. He's shown us he's a smart, sharp guy. I think he, he knew this would be a blowback, but he also knew he could, he like kind of what Sean, what's happened with Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers responding, keep my name, keep my coach's name out of your mouth. And now nationally, we were only thinking about one game in week five. That was the Cowboys and the 49ers. Now people are saying, I wonder if I can, I, I can go catch that uh, Broncos-Jets game in week five. Are you serious? Yeah, because they want to see the trash talk well, play out. for whatever TV network has it, it's a must-watch game, so it brings eyeballs. Exactly. Brings the eyeballs. This game now, people care. It's like people that didn't think about. Okay, we're doing. We've led each hour with this story. That's happening with any show that does Longhorn talk. Uh, but in Houston and Dallas and all over this state, all over the you know anybody that cares about college football, you know Aggie fans are saying, "Look at it, the conference commissioners rooting against Texas." Isn't that great? Yep. Isn't that great? <laughs> we love that. We hate Texas, and even the even Brett Yormark hates Texas. That's awesome. Yeah, all he can do is that's my that's my commissioner. If he'd have thrown the horns down, then it'd have been really riled up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. so so our take on this rod might be a little bit too pragmatic for Longhorn fans who are mad and they're yeah, fired up. I get up. it. Uh, we get it. We try. try. I, I got something for those fans too. In Rod, uh, behind the Burns curtain, I got something for the conspiracy theorist fans on the grassy knoll. I got something for you. Oh, this is the holding call. Yes, okay. I so somebody, study. Somebody texted yes. and asked us. I got something for you. All right. I can't wait for that. Yes, we'll get into that behind the burn orange curtain. BOC coming. You know, for, and you write these down when Rod gives them to you because you're going to want to use them when we get to November. We know maybe what, sooner. One other thing before we go to break here, though, guys, this is this is just this is a Jerry Jones playbook thing. Honestly, 100%. Jerry Jones has been doing this for years. Jerry Jones understands in entertainment you got to be good or be interesting because it's really hard to be both. But if you want to get people to pay attention to you, be really good or be really interesting. And the Cowboys aren't always really good. But they're always really interesting. Jerry sells hope. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Cause, sells cause hope. Because Jerry goes out there and starts making comments and saying things that go viral and people replay them. Well, and did you hear what uh, Chris Collinsworth said this week? What Chris Collinsworth, of course, called Sunday Night Football. Yeah. He, he said what he said out loud what, what people already know. Uh, he said, "Oh, NBC would love to put the Cowboys on seventeen nights every every exactly. Sunday for seventeen weeks because it's the biggest ratings boon. Yeah. But they're not good. They haven't been in the Super Bowl since nineteen ninety five. But Chris Collins were admitting that, oh man, if they could put the Cowboys on every Sunday night, they would. They do it because they're the biggest TV star on the biggest TV show in America. That's right. That's right. Uh, doesn't so. mean, and that's what your mark is borrowed. And that's from. what, You're yeah. Right. He's like, we're gonna be if we can't be good when we lose Oklahoma and Texas, we're gonna at least be interested. Yeah, we're losing eighty percent of our revenue, yeah, our eighty percent of our branding. People don't talk about us. Uh, but, that's, but again, I can I give real credit because he was in Lubbock. Uh, the, the president of Texas Tech is a big part of why Brett Yormark was hired. He was the one that said, this is the kind of guy we need. That's a good point. Uh, Chauvinek, Larry Chauvinek, their yeah. president. And, yeah, we don't need Bob Bowlesby, who's like, you know, styrofoam. Oh. We, we actually need a visionary marketer because mm-hmm. we're losing. We can't be mad at Texas and Texas Tech, uh, Oklahoma anymore. We're not going to have them. we got to correct the problem as much as we can. And, and as you said, Make our conference more interesting. Brett Yormark understands that. He brings energy, man. And this is just what he's doing. I mean, we're talking about every all the talking offseason has been about Texas. For the first time in the offseason, we're actually talking about the conference, the Big 12 conference. And I think he's done that a couple of times with the realignment when they acquired the Pac-12 schools, acquiring those, what, the, the, the four, four corner schools. Corner schools. And then now here, yeah, I think he's getting tired of all the talk being about Texas and how good they're going to yeah, be. He's got to push his conference forward. There you go. Got to push. Got to get that album to number one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, on Black Friday, when Texas is playing Texas Tech, the Ooh. NFL game is Dolphins Jets. Oh, so damn, two, that's gotta, good. You're too. going against Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, and that's good. Hope, hopefully everything's settled by then, like the playoffs, everything is settled. But if not, that's going to be. be a marquee matchup, and no it, doubt. And we'll hear from Tua because Tua's in a spat with Ryan Clark now. This is so Off good. Off the record. Oh, it's so good. How about Ryan? How about uh, – it sounds we like Tua's We need extra time for that one. We need extra time for that one. We'll get it. Okay. We will be back. But when we do, behind the burnt orange curtain, the stats you want for your conspiracy Longhorn theories. Let's get them. <laughs> Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Yeah, hornfm.com as well. And that Horn app, digital numbers are tremendous and rising. Thank you for downloading that. It's so simple to use. And got several texts from friends this week, man. Talking about really loving listening to you guys, but also Rich Eisen in the afternoon. People liking the Rich Eisen show. He gets better in doing football season, too, because his, 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 yeah, his NFL guests are great, yeah. And even in the offseason, he's out in L.A., so he gets great you know, actors and mm-hmm. Hollywood types. And Rich Eisen has a really good show. Enjoy yeah. that a lot. Uh, so appreciate that. Uh, download the app. Listen whenever you can, wherever you can. Uh, people have been asking about our game day plan. We'll, we'll get you details on that next week because next week will be game week. And, yes, the Horn will be active on game days. you got to know that. We're not going dark on Texas Saturdays. Oh, no. For crying out loud. Uh, but we're going behind the burnt orange curtain here coming up nine days to the opener. I do want to remind you. If you haven't downloaded the app and you're being stubborn and you're still trying to hear us on 101.9 FM and it's crackly and not a good signal, we get that. We're working with the FCC to try to improve that signal. And, Ty, that means you need some emails. Yes. Uh, email thenderson at hornfm.com. That is thenderson at hornfm.com. Um, just make sure you include the 101.9 signal specifically in the complaint and give us an address of uh, where you are located. We will not hit you up for any information or anything like that. Yeah. The FCC just needs it to map out the locations where we can't be It's heard. red tape we're trying to cut through with the FCC to be able to improve that signal and potentially move it. But all that needs to – so, yeah, do your part. Uh, download the app until we do and are able to upgrade that because we want to be able to, to do that. But email mm-hmm. Ty, T. Henderson at hornfm.com. Use your, leave your address. We're not going to use it for any yeah. nefarious purposes. We just need nope. that. That's part of the, the criteria we're yeah. getting from the FCC. The uh, Part the, of the bureaucratic red the tape. The government. Yes. Uh, who who are licensed? They license us. Yeah. Right? Now the app you don't have to have license. You don't need none. You don't, you don't even need to worry we, about it. You can't of that. even. You can get f bombs on the app. You actually can. We we bleep them mm-hmm. uh, for the radio, but have to on have to app. have a delay. Not the app. And the app is get in them, color, man. Get that right in your face. So F-bomb. download the Horn app. Uh, also, before we go behind the burn orange curtain, I'm looking forward to off the record because I want to hear Rod's thoughts on the Tua versus Ryan Clark oh, debate. This is so good. This is good because Ryan Clark's one of the rising stars in broadcasting. He's unbelievable. He's great. He's, He's great. One of my favorite uh, analysts. But he went to taking some shots. And remember yesterday we talked about Quinn and Williams and body shaming? He did. He basically body shamed Tua a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he made a strip club reference and everything. And Tua, <laughs> Tua bounced back. Man, I'm Samoan. You don't want to tumble. With, and I learned you jiu-jitsu this uh, this summer yeah oh no it's it's yeah. trash it got some trash talk going on man the nbaification of the nfl that'll be an off the record plus some other fun topics uh rod's gonna have some info in good info coming up behind the burn orange curtain as always let me tell you i'm so glad when this this happened in di- just this week we're talking about uh, digital numbers and, and the rise of our audience the league kitchen and tavern has come back to join us and be a part of what we're doing here on the horn during football season and love the league kitchen and tavern um, you know, you want great food. It's like it's like upper class food, but it's it's a relaxed environment. I don't know how else to tell you about it. If you haven't been to one of the four locations, they've got a tremendous menu. Uh, they also at all four locations have 
monthly specials. It's it's chef inspired comfort food is what it is. Uh, they've got cocktails of the month, entrees of the month uh, at all the four locations this month. It's the teriyaki glazed pork chop, which is phenomenal with that pineapple and mango salsa. They got the Kona fish tacos, the coconut lime poke pokey cake, which is outstanding. They have a burger of the month, which is phenomenal. The cocktail of the month is the mai tai, and that's how they roll. You're gonna love it. You can also watch your games there. They got TVs in the bar areas at all four locations, and those locations are Avery Ranch, BK, Belterra, and Lakeway. Austin owned and operated. Dine in, pick up, lunch, and dinner. It's the league with those chef specials every single month. The League Kitchen and Tavern. Welcome to the league. Find them online at leaguekitchen.com. I had some fish and chips and espresso martini for lunch there the other day. Martini and for lunch? What are you, the queen? Espresso <laughs> martini. I was a little tired. It's nap time. I had to push, uh, I had to push okay. through. So the, the, I've never eaten at the league. The league is great. Um, you, know they, what I, you know what I will recommend to the league? It's uh, their, their brunch. If you go in on Sundays, their, their Sunday brunch, they serve it's about 2 o'clock. I might have to try this. Their lunch is outstanding. Didn't they used to have, like, fried chicken on a certain day? They do. Like a famous fried chicken they or got, something? But I mean, like, on the, just on their apps, they got truffle deviled eggs, which are really good. Mm, um, okay. Spinach you know artichoke chip. Their grilled wings are outstanding. I'll make it a priority then. I got to get out there. They have four locations, right? All right. I got to get out because I've heard From so much about it. Where you live, the one in Belterra is probably your best bet. All right. Belterra right there heading into the new HEB on Nutty Brown Road. It's right by there. Okay. Maybe a date night for wifey. Or if you want to go out to BK, that's a cool location too in the, uh, the Hill Country Galleria area. Oh, Lake. I might. Yeah. That might, might, might be the one right there. That's a good one. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, go behind the burnt orange curtain. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, Longhorn fans. I know you're a bit riled up and upset by the Brett Yarmark comments. There are some Longhorn fans that believe that Brett Yarmark is just saying the quiet part out loud now. This is something conspiracy theorists believe that behind closed doors that Brett Yarmark and Deputy Commissioner Tim Weiser as well, who we played the sound earlier at Big 12 Media Days, who also uh, took a shot at Texas, saying that they'd rather you know lose to SEC schools than lose to schools like Iowa State <laughs> or K-State in the Big 12. So there's, there's a belief from Longhorn fans out on the grassy knoll, and trust me, I'm a conspiracy theorist, too. I'll jump on a grassy knoll out there with Ty you lives. Ty lives in the ra- yes. Reddit rabbit hole. Yes, exactly. Ty stays out on that grassy knoll. Um, there are some people that believe that this is just a reflection of what is being said behind the scenes, and there may even be more duplicitous uh, intrigue uh, from uh, these comments from Brett Yarmark that he there may be something more sinister happening behind the scenes. They could be trying to conspire, all right, to shaft Texas somehow and shaft Oklahoma on their way out of the Big 12. Now, this is hard to prove. It'd be really tough to prove, but I did go back and look at what I what uh, what is what I guess I called, but forced holding calls on opposing offensive lines, and there's a I think it was oh, maybe on Reddit or something. Some Longhorn fan was is talking about how few holding calls that the Texas defensive line was able, was able to force. Like they didn't Texas defense didn't get any holding calls, even though calls. they were top three in pressure rate. Yeah, they were top three, but they were maybe twenty seven only twenty seven sacks. I know. <laughs> exactly. They couldn't convert. They were, they were number two in the country in pressures behind Clemson. There you go. But they were second to last among the top 10 teams in pressures and sacks with only 27. So a lot of Longhorn fans believe maybe there's a conspiracy theory that the refs aren't calling it like they should, and maybe there should be more holding calls to explain well, why forced, Texas can't. When you say forced holds, what forces holds? You win the, you win you, the off yes, the snap. Exactly. 
and you you you're about to get past that, and you won, and you're not allowed to hold. But your your next resource is he wants to protect I his quarterback. Call. Yeah, he's protecting throw the, his throw the flag. There you go. And their fans have believe they're not getting enough of those, and maybe that's the reason that Texas can't convert all those pressures into enough sacks because refs are letting <clears throat> some holds go. Right, mm. and I believe that honestly, offensive line men hold on every play. It's just your technique. Yeah, and officials have said they could call holding on every play. Yes, exactly. If they if were looking it, for it. Yes, if you're obvious when your technique, it means your technique is really bad. Yes. If you're if you're really good at holding, it means your technique is really good. Uh, so anyway, okay. So K State actually led the Big Twelve in forced holding calls with fourteen. And I just, I could, that, that could just mean, you know, you got a really aggressive defensive line. You run a lot of twists and stunts. Yeah. That could also force offensive linemen out of, being out of position. So they're grabbing and grasping when they're out of position. So, blitzing can also force holding. So there, there are ways to, to force offensive linemen to be in compromising positions. Uh, but K-State, who, you know, won the Big 12. Uh, they led the Big 12 in force holding calls. Texas and Oklahoma. Texas and Oklahoma combined for just five force holding calls that I, I found. In conference games? In conference games. Two for Texas, three for Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma's defense was wretched last year. It was wretched. So, yeah, and maybe that explains it. But for Texas— Number two in pressure rate nationally? That means you're, you have a, dip, a pressure-packed defensive front? Yeah, that's hard to that block. Are, that aren't getting home for sacks? Wonder why they're not getting home, Rob. Uh, so, Texas had the fewest force holding calls in all of the Big 12 last season, and Oklahoma had the second fewest. That, <laughs> is, some, that is some ish. And all the Big 12. Yeah, so if you do want some, you want a little ammunition for your conspiracy theory, you want evidence for it, that may be some of it. Uh, K-State with the most, Texas and Oklahoma with the fewest. Uh, TCU was, uh, they had eight, so they, you know, they're kind of in, in, the, in the middle of the road, their average. But honestly, the, the, the disparity, uh, discrepancy with Texas and Oklahoma they are, if you take their five combined force holding calls, that would be, there's only one team in the Big 12 with fewer than, fewer force holding calls than Texas and Oklahoma combined. And that would be Baylor. So it's one team with fewer force holding calls than Texas and Oklahoma combined, and that was Baylor at, at, at four. And you could say five because sometimes they accept the penalty. Some people say they accept it or decline it. That counts. I just I counted all of them. Accept it or decline. If they call the holding, I just count it. Well, uh, on the so heels of that that conversation, you know, there loving you CDC's comment, embrace the hate. Not only embracing it, but actually making T-shirts for the whole athletic department mm-hmm. to wear embrace the hate. And look, guys, we're not going in here blind. Um, you know, and we, we could go one step further and say embrace the. Embrace the hate and dominate. Well, ah, I, like I like that. There you go. There you go. So and the dominate. Poet, the poet has come through. <laughs> I, I look at it and say this. If you're, star, you're Sark, you've got to do two things. A, you have, your team has to understand. But they're going to have to keep their cool because this is, that's one of those things you know going in. There's gonna, you, gotta keep, you can't let the officials and this, your thought of it get you off your game. Yep. I mean, you, they've already got you mm-hmm. at some level. Just keep playing. Can't lose your cool. Just That's keep playing. Let let the coaches argue. Send you know Sarkin, you know Kyle Flood. Send uh, or excuse me, Bo Davis. Send film to the to the league office after games. I don't know, but you played the game, Rod. If you kind of go in knowing or worried that maybe you're not getting an even shot here, 
and then you start to maybe happen. Start playing mind games with yourself. Yeah. You lose your focus. <laughs> yep, I, I totally agree. That's a great point, E. About because <clears throat> think about it, the fans. Number one. They're going to be rowdier than ever because it's Texas' last time, especially if you're on the road, that kind of thing. And, yeah, the let's be honest, some of the players, they're going to be taking shots too. All right, they just – because, you know, they know that this 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 season is the farewell tour yeah, for last Texas. Shot, last, last shot. Last shot. So they, everybody's taking shots at you, man, and I agree. Embrace the hate. Well, and understand, I, leave no doubt because if you leave room for doubt – yeah, there's a chance that it may not that, that the football gods may not smile upon you. That that luck may not be on your side. Well, I mean, not fair. Life's not fair. I mean, that's just part of it, and you almost <laughs> have to to plan for it. Yep. Um, you know, I remember my son grew up playing baseball, and he'd come home, and the umpire bad calls, bad calls. I'm like, man, you can't do anything about that. I mean, you just what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, you can get mad about it, but you know, it's Mac, it's just part of the deal. Mac Brown used to always say, "Players play, coaches coach, officials officiate." Gentlemen, they got a different agenda. We can't worry about what they're doing. Yeah. We can we can control two of those three: the coaching and the playing. Let's do that. But, <laughs> but yes, a, a really bad call by an umpire behind the plate, or not call that you know, you're about to get a sack, and all of a sudden it's not a holding call, and they they hit a first down or something, score a touchdown. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas is going to have to handle that. Coming back, it's off the record. Uh, we got we got the NBAification of the NFL, as Rod calls it. We got this going on with conference commissioners in the Big Twelve talking smack, but we also have ESPN personality v NFL quarterback. Love it. Is there a tussle brewing? We'll get to it. D.D. Mega-doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangoo-doo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get it. Bring the head comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Yeah, sucks kind of like that debate last night. I don't know if anybody watched that. I watched like a half a second of it. I enough. did not watch that. I'm not into that yet. <laughs> not exactly yet. There'll be a time for that. On, it ain't man. right now. <laughs> uh, also, odd here and uh, off the record. By the way, back-to-back days now, not 100 degrees run. Two in a row, just so you know. God is good. I think we're going to about lose that, though. It's about to come back. All right. <laughs> but uh, this is interesting. You know, we're going to have our Horn Top 20 countdown next hour. We'll be at number seven mm-hmm. into the Big Ten. Into the Big Ten. First of three Big Ten teams on the way to number one. But how about this? this is out of the uh, the a team that we're going to see between now and the top. Um, all, uh, Mason Smith, who's a defensive lineman for LSU. He's among their best players. Probably their best defensive lineman for Brian Kelly. Is going to be suspended for that big game with Florida State to start the season. Okay. Okay. And it turns out, and you know, people will wonder, why would the NCAA suspend for improper benefits in the day and age of NIL? How is that even possible? turns out, according to this, Matt Moscona, who covers LSU, that Mason Smith and Kayshawn Buteau, Buteau now plays in the NFL with the New England Patriots, so they can't do anything mm-hmm. to him. They participated in an autograph signing in the summer of 2021 prior to NIL going live. So before NIL was legal, Mason Smith participated in this with Kayshawn Buteau, Buteau served a one-game suspension during last season, uh, but now Mason Smith has been implicated in well as well, and he will mi- going to miss that Florida State game. That's mm-hmm. a big game. Yeah, that's a top a huge seven game. matchup. You're right about that. Big game early for the mm. ACC favorites at Florida State. Maybe for a lot of people like them as the ACC favorite and LSU in that SEC. So that's uh, that's one to watch. You know, it wouldn't be a problem now. You can go to an autograph signing, and it's legal, but not in 2021. Yeah. 
The NCAA is still trying to just miss the window. Some, just miss the window. Just miss the window, man. Is what it is, I yeah. guess. But um, what do you have? I know you're you're into this Ryan Clark v. Tua debate. Now this is fascinating. Okay, so we got a couple of pieces of audio that'll put summarize everything for you. So Ryan Clark does a great job on NFL Live. He's talked about he's a rising star in the uh, the NFL analyst role there. Um, he was being critical of Tua. Here is the audio of him on NFL Live. Say five for seven, 61 yards, and an interception. So a rocky mm. start to the game for Tua right there. Our team got them tats. Yeah, he did. He did. Full we'll okay. sleeve. Y'all, we'll y'all sleeve. think because uh, I've been hurt, I ain't tough. I'm, let me tell you, let me tell you what he tatted. wasn't doing. He wasn't in the gym. <laughs> I bet you that. Come on, he, he, he wasn't with me. He, he, he might have spent a lot of time in the tattoo parlor. He was not at the dinner table oh. eating what the nutritionist had advised. Oh my! Mm. God. He looks happy. So okay. He is thick. He thick. Yeah, thick. he's built like a girl work at Onyx in Atlanta right now on the bottom. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, get to the show. All right, so he basically implied that he, he looked like a thick stripper, like a, a BBW, <laughs> a four-figured gal. Uh, so well, can to, I, before you ahead, play the please, two, it's can I just say that he, go ahead. He, he said going into the offseason he wanted to get bigger. He wanted to get stronger because he's getting hurt, right? He's, uh, the, the strategies for Tua was to take jujitsu. Uh, to learn how to fall better and to handle his body uh, with contact, but he also wanted to get stronger, Rod. He yes, wanted he did. to get bigger. Yep. He didn't want to be, uh, you know, he felt like he needed to be sturdier. Too fragile. Yeah. Fragile, as you like to mm-hmm. say. He, he wanted to uh, be sturdier uh, and then be able to fall better with the jujitsu. So, but now you got Ryan Clark. Taking body shots. Mocking you. He was like, dude, all I did was what they told me to do. <laughs> Bro. Come on, man. I, th- I thought we were in the same fraternity here, man. Quentin Williams. He called me fat. Mike Evans called me fat. <laughs> uh, it's, not only, it's only girls that get self, self-conscious about these kind of things. Right? Exactly. This is two days in a row. We're talking about NFL players being body shamed, as you brought up, E. All right, so here's the first cut of Tua being asked by a reporter about the Ryan Clark comments. Sorry, um, he, he had some criticism about you, mm-hmm. uh, saying that you didn't hit the gym in the offseason, you didn't follow nutritionist advice. Yeah. If he were here, what would you say to him? He probably knows more about me than I know about myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Well, Ryan's been out the league for some time. So, uh, um, I don't know. It, it's, a little, it's a little weird when other people are talking about other people when they're not that person, so... It was just a little, just a little weird. I come back. I, I like my background is like I, I come from a Samoan family. Like respect is everything, but you know, it does get to a point where hey, you know, little easy on that, buddy. Because you know we, I, I think we're we're pretty tough-minded people, and uh, if we need to get scrappy, we can get scrappy too. Okay. We need to get scrappy. I'm get scrappy too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm so, and we are. There, there is a reputation for some Owens that oh, I remember one of the toughest cultures period out there. Just whatever you're talking. I mean, actually, if you're talking about football wise, man, I want to say their 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 rate of uh, like uh, NFL players produced per capita 
in the like Samoan culture is is actually higher than any other culture or ethnicity on the planet. Like that, so they are pretty damn tough. And I remember our friend Casey Sutter saying, "Man, they were the, they were always the toughest dudes to block." Too. Exactly, <laughs> those dudes are strong. Like, nobody ever questions how tough the Samoan coaches or Samoan players are. They just don't don't do it. And they, they don't feel things. They, they don't. You can't move them. Man, right? They, exactly. Yeah. Alodinata. Yeah, Siaki Ika at Baylor last couple of years. I Man, mean, the list goes on and on. Are, I mean, they're doing the haka dance, but those dudes are they're, they're, they're just. They're yeah. genetically bred for it. Yeah. It does seem that way. Big legs. So Tua, he expanded upon his comments. So you know he can get scrappy, but also uh, he had these comments to say, and kind of re- it actually may uh, remind you of a, of another beef that happened. Here is Tua. I mean, I think we all worked hard throughout the off season, um, and I'm not someone to talk about myself the entire time. But I mean, it takes a lot. You think you think I wanted to. To build all this muscle, like, not nah, to some extent, like I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a little lighter. There's, I know, there's a mixture of things that people don't understand, that people don't know about, that are talked about, that go behind the scenes. So, you know, I'd appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. That's what I kept say. my Woo! name out your mouth. That is the new line, man. We were at Aaron Rodgers saying to Sean Payton. Keep my coach's name out of your mouth. And I think Will Smith, Will Smith started. Will yeah. Smith was the first one. <laughs> Keep, Keep my, my wife's name out your mouth. Chris I love Rock. it. I love that. I want well, to be able to say that to well, somebody look, one day. I was going to say, I, I'm going to assume, and I'll, I'll <laughs> admit if I'm wrong, but I bet you hear today an apology from um, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark, and I think he'll say it publicly. Look, that Ryan Clark has a great podcast called The Pivot Podcast where he interviews that. That was a little... He's not one of those guys who usually takes shots like he that. He doesn't take shots. He's creative. He has really nice spins on his topics. But and, not and he's well-respected. Yeah. Remember, his coverage of the DeMar Hamlin story was first class for ESPN mm-hmm. when that was happening. He's really a good and a rising star. Now, he's an LSU guy, and two is a Bama guy. There's nah, some of that. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I bet you you hear an apology uh, because, you know, he doesn't want that to be ongoing. with. That's not that's not a, that's not a shtick with Ryan Clark. Skip Bayless would do that. That's true. And be, he want that. Uh, Brett Yormark wants it with Texas. I get it. I don't I, think Ryan Clark wants it. I will say with the that's a good point. With the NBAification of the NFL, though, if, if that is indeed happening, he won't apologize. He'll just let the petty go because the NBA is a petty league. <laughs> and the NBA NFL is becoming pretty petty, too. It is. Slowly Keep but surely. Keep my name out your Keep mouth. Keep my name out your mouth. I'd like appreciate that, that too. I'm, on, I'm with two on this one. Bulked up, took judo classes, learned to fall. Oh, yeah. He knows if he stays on the field, they can be a contender big time, especially if they acquire Jonathan Taylor because that report continues to percolate. We'll get you the latest.